Blog Talk Radio. between the kingdom of darkness and the army of God. And there is no demilitarized zone. You're either on the devil's side or you're on the Lord's side. Now we know that the Lord Jesus Christ has won the ultimate victory at Calvary. We know that, don't we? But our mission, our mission is to enforce and maintain all that Jesus purchased for us at Calvary. There's a lot of things that the devil has stolen away from the church. Health, prosperity, peace in our homes and our communities, righteousness in our government. These are things the devil has stolen. But as the army of God, we're taking them back. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me tonight? Welcome everyone to another episode on this Blog Talk Black platform. This is Brother Seth and the Five Smooth Stone Network coming at you for another show. Well over 500 now. And uh, we just want to thank you for your time tonight. Y'all believe that song? <laughs> Don't trivialize it. Don't trivialize it. We are truly, truly in warfare, folks. Ain't nothing to play with. Serious. Serious business. Vision 6 talks about wickedness in high places uh, talks about uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood wrestle not against people but against principalities spiritual wickedness in high places is what the song is talking about and these entities are what's operating in mankind sometimes we get to confuse and think our war is just with flesh and blood. But what a tragedy. What a tragedy. That's what you believe. That means you're not even in the war. Can you imagine going to uh, one of the wars that uh, you've seen in our world? And uh, let's just pick the Vietnam War. And of course, we may have people listening to Vietnam. <laughs> so, can you imagine going to a war with whoever? And um, not knowing who your enemy is, you could mess around and shoot your own comrade. 
Can you imagine not knowing who the enemy is? Folks, that is what's going on today. But tonight, hopefully, with this little engine that could, that we call the Fossil Stone Network, uh, which which, um, which consists of myself and other co-hosts, hopefully we will, with the help of the Most High, with His Ruach HaKadosh, or the Holy Spirit, bring some clarity as to um, what we're fighting, how do we know we're winning, and um, just some of the tactics of the enemy and some of the remedies of our Most High Yah. Hopefully, with the help of Yah of Israel, we will, brothers and sisters, bring some clarity to this situation. Not that we have all the answers. That's a joke. But we know someone that have all the answers. And a lot of times he will speak through us. And not just us, sometimes even the callers as to what's going on in our world and bring some healing and hope. That's what it's all about. As the founder of this Five Stone Stone Network, I promise you, I'm not interested in anything else. Pretty much, I should say it like this, the primary thing, the primary end all, the goal of these shows is to put out hope and healing and solutions. Again, we don't know it all, but we've lived long enough to see some things work for sure. And that's all this this, this little project we call the Five Stone Network is all about. I promise you, brothers and sisters, we're serious. We now would not waste your time. We would not waste your time. We would not waste your time. Some of you are so busy doing things of substance. Some of y'all, some of your, some of our listeners, uh, be it uh, listen tonight live or in the archive, your life is about substance. You, you're about something. You're trying to accomplish something. You work very hard for your family, and I take all of it into consideration because I know I don't like wasting time. So tonight we're not trying to waste time. We're not here to just talk about what's wrong with the world. As we as Israelites go into current events, we are not here to just complain and, and look at what's bad and especially talk about the white man or anything like that. Folks, we're here to talk about what the Most High uh, is doing. As we talk, as we present these very sad and sometimes uh, what some people call negative situations, we try to bring some light to it. Sometimes it, it, it may not be too, but towards the latter part of the show, but just know the light is coming, the solutions is coming, the hope is coming, the healing is coming. That's our goal for every show, brothers and sisters. Um, I do want to dedicate this show, this this the, these shows, rather to those individuals going through some of the most horrific uh, events that humans can experience. Put my little five smooth stone jingle in the background as we talk about the purpose of this network our shows are devoted are dedicated to you that are going through um, Deuteronomy 28 um, prophecies um, the um, curses uh, things the the, uh, judgment that's to be upon Israel um, even though we have lived past our sentence, so to speak. Um, a lot of us still have the mindset as though we're still, uh, as, th- as, as though it's still ordained by the Most High. And a lot of our white brothers still have the mindset uh, that they had when it was ordained by the Most High. But the Father, I don't think, is no longer behind 
this nation from the north, this army, as the Bible calls it, nation from the north. I don't think he's behind them right now, and I think there's a changing of the guards, and this is why a lot of our uh, so much hostility towards us, because there's some people that know their time is is up as far as ruling over us, folks. Their time is up. I said their time is up. So, brothers and sisters, there's some great news. There's some great news for for those people that uh, are uh, classified by the scriptures are or called by the scriptures Jews or Israelites. I believe that they've served their sentence, and there's a changing of the gods. There is a remnant that's going to be salvaged out of this this people, and. Uh, these shows are dedicated to the Israelites scattered out the four corners. Uh, you may find yourself in America, uh, South America, North America. You may find yourselves in South Africa, East Africa, West Africa. You may find yourselves in Australia. Uh, we've heard solid proof of them in China. Uh, I'm serious. Uh, you believe that? And in most cases, they are dark-skinned people. However, we do believe that a lot of our people was taken up north by the, the that nation from the north that the father called and through due to mixing uh, they end up being white uh, so we do believe that some people in the nation of Israel is authentic bloodline Israel but the father really at this point is uh, calling for them uh, to come a little higher and uh, to worship him in spirit and truth it's no longer just based upon the genetics I don't know if it ever was really. They always had trouble with Israel um, unless they turn their hearts towards Him. So, what we're trying to do tonight, uh, um, we're dedicating the show, uh, the shows, uh, this whole entire network, all of our shows, to those Israelites scattered at the four corners. And um, we just uh, hopefully are the type of program that encouraging uh, those same Israelites. Jews or Jews, a.k.a. Jews, to uh, turn home to the Father, to turn their hearts towards home. Okay? Very, very serious, brothers and sisters. This is what my intentions are in creating this entire network. So tonight we're talking about current events. Oh, I don't want to miss uh, the, the latter part of it. I'm trying to rush through this. I'd like to get the co-host on as soon as possible. But I uh, uh, would definitely... Um, be remiss to, to, to not mention uh, that these programs are equally um, dedicated to all people at the same time. I should say first and foremost to the Jew, as the scriptures say, salvation to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles, okay? Um, but I really mean it, folks. We're trying to reach everybody, um, but first and foremost to uh, the house of Israel, um, okay? We're dedicated to the resurrection of Israel. Many, many prophecies. If you know anything about the scriptures, you know that that whole book is wrote around this family called Israel, and that the whole world is on a, almost on a time clock, and everything that happens, uh, every nation, uh, every nation is touched by their history, and, um, and even the coming of the Messiah has to do with when Israel does certain things, when that remnant returns. So we believe over here at the Five Stone Network that the Father is resurrecting a remnant of Israel and that, yes, 
uh, that remnant is going to return to Israel. That will be the major return, not 1948. And um, we believe when that happens that that would usher in the coming of the Messiah. Yes, we do believe in the Messiah returning to Israel. We are Messianic Israelites, which means we believe the Son has already come to the earth and gave his life for our sins to wipe away our sins and then the father took it a step further and placed our identity in the son now we can call each other brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, we believe that uh, all our blessings are yes and amen in Christ in other words we have been placed as a human species inside of Christ uh, once we believe and accept uh, the savior accept his father and message of the scriptures Folks, the Bible talks about a very clear old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we believe in Yahshua. We believe in his, um, his we believe in uh, Yahshua. And we believe in his father, Yah of Israel. Some people say God. Some people say uh, Yahuwah. Some people say uh, Yahweh, Yahweh, various names that the Father is known by. But uh, we just thank the Father. For sending this Messiah Redeeming us back to him I like to say this sometime on our shows Because sometimes we get so busy Talking about the problem Or talking about uh, color People think we're just hung up on the flesh uh, We recognize brothers and sisters That the war As I stated earlier in the early part of the show Is not with flesh and blood We're talking about very powerful Powerful spiritual beings Up on our earth And uh, all of them have one thing in common Including the Holy Spirit they want a body. They want a body. They want a body. The Holy Spirit wants a body that he can bring glory to the Most High Yah. And these evil spirits want a body that they can uh, uh, carry on their campaign against the righteous under the leadership of Satan. So when you hear the song early on, uh, talking about the devil, let's go up and tear this devil down. All Ron Canoli was saying is we're going up to the high places. High places mean not on this earth, but higher than even this earth realm, the natural realm. And, and, and expose and, and, and bring down these powerful beings. How do you do that, Brother Seth? You sound pretty spooky, Brother Seth. What do you mean? Basically, it's just about getting truth out there. Uh, something as simple as the Father loves you. It's going to bring wreak havoc upon that kingdom because it's a part of that kingdom's uh, 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 desires that mankind believe that the father doesn't love them, isn't thinking about them, is too busy for them, is too big for them. That's a part of Satan's uh, tactics. But we believe different over here at Father's Son. We believe what the scripture says that he so loved the world. He just loved the world. He so loved the world. Not just the Israelites, brothers and sisters, those of you caught up on that. But he so loved the world that he gave um, his son. And so just want just, to just, just take a, uh, just a little bit more time, allow more people to come, brothers and sisters. Again, I do thank you for your time, for tuning into this, this powerful show tonight, uh, powerful show tonight on current events. A Hebrew Israelite perspective on current events. So while we wait for others and uh, some of our co-hosts to uh, come, just want to play a little bit of something. And um, um, just remember, brothers and sisters, those of you that have been uh, listening to us for some time, please share 
these broadcasts as they bless you, as they as the truths that we share set you free or make you free. If it does that, if it don't, don't share this program. But if it makes you free, share the program, brothers and sisters. Please share these programs with others that they may um, they may be blessed. Why would you hoard the blessings? So go ahead and share. When something is a blessing to you, please share it, share it, share it, share it. Uh, I know so many people that long to know some of the things that we talk about. Some of you hear it every week, and you and you know we we're, we're firing away. And you know that we're, we're a lot of times in spiritual warfare on this show, uh, attacking age-old lies of the enemy. Share when you're blessed, okay? We'll be right back, uh, again, allowing just a little bit more time for our callers and to come in more as well as our co-hosts. We'll be right back, folks. Thank you. Well, are y'all ready to let the world know that we have power in our words? Tell somebody, my words have power. Oh, you got to know how important it is. Oh, we're about to declare some things in the house. Are y'all ready to do this? Come on, put your hands together. Oh, yeah. You got to learn how to speak positive and stop speaking negative. Hey, we about to speak faith in the house. Yeah, yeah. To defeat the enemy.
And sorry about the delay there, brothers and sisters, but wow, 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 what a song. I get so tickled sometimes uh, watching uh, imitators of the scriptures uh, uh, with regards to speaking it, speaking the word, uh, speaking the end results. I get tickled at the world and this humanism where people are trying to... Uh, People are trying to imitate the word. Uh, you see all these this, these uh, killer uh, broadcasts now talking about your words and and, and speaking what's in uh, uh, result, uh, what you want to happen, envisioning things. And everybody is saying most of these, a lot of these um, positive motivational um, teachers, and uh, a lot of it is good stuff. A lot of it's powerful stuff. A lot of it's life changing stuff because a lot of it's strictly the word but i get tickled that they only pick and choose certain things to talk about and so <laughs> uh it's true though uh we are to speak there is power and i'm thinking of the scripture um many uh scriptures but one in particular talks about uh let the weak say i'm healed let the weak say i'm strong uh and the bible talks about uh uh, watching our words, uh, how it's more easy to steer a ship than a tongue. Uh, there's a lot of teachings on the tongue and um, the power of of uh, our confessions and how in the end that uh, it's the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. Just a lot of talk about the words we speak. And, but it really starts with how that the earth, brothers and sisters, was spoken into existence by the very creator. So our world uh, was literally, can you imagine, can you imagine uh, there was nothing and words roared out from the Father and this earth was birth. I know that is hard, hard, hard to comprehend. The fact that the earth we're standing on was created by words. So if our world and all of these universal laws that make the universe do what it does is spoken into existence by words, do we really understand this thing that we call speaking? Do we really understand uh, and per se, your line is open. Um, and brothers and sisters, uh, tonight is going to be just so far per se, per se, and I all the way in Cincinnati. Um, before I go any further, let me bring him on, okay? Again, we are joined by Purcell Porsche, one of our co-hosts tonight. The others are running a little late. Purcell, go ahead and say hello to the people, brother. Purcell, Porsche, go ahead and say hello to the people. I think he's got some going on, y'all. Remember, he is—he's one of those uh, people that actually does this show while he does other things, and so he's not the only one. But anyway, I'll wait for Purcell to come okay. on. Can you hear okay. me, sir? Yes, I can hear you now. Go right ahead, brother. Praise the Lord, people of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, God Almighty. Okay. I am excited about Five Full Souls Network tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following us. Thank you for uh, uh, 
uh, inviting others. Thank you for putting the word out there because I know that's what you're doing. I know you're going back and listening to the archive. Thank you for that. Yes, thank yes. you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your thank you for your participation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like Seth said, we're coming from all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. We bring you greetings from Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe that uh, our mission is to bring the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. Rightly dividing the word of truth through kingdom principles. Man, this is a this is a high time to be on this side of salvation. If you've not made that leap of faith yet, I encourage you, I admonish you to seek the Lord your God, make him your Savior, make him your Lord. I heard somebody say if he's Lord at all, then he's Lord of all. Make him Lord of all. Give, him, give it all to him. Give it all to him. Man, listen, I uh, let me say something real quick. I actually, you all have heard me say on numerous occasions how the body of Christ is in a sad state of affairs. You've heard me say that numerous, numerous, numerous times. And what I thought about a couple of days ago is I thought about um, that particular statement. And I thought about how I harp on that statement or how I drive that statement. And the Holy Spirit quickened me in my spirit to let me know that it almost sounded as if I was coming off like the body of Christ has no hope. There is no hope for the body of Christ. So immediately I felt a little convicted in my spirit. Because this is the scripture that came up in my mind. It said, where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. And I thought, what does that mean, Lord? This is what that means. That means there is not a state well, well, hold, hold on, of affairs. Hold on, hold on, hold on, brother uh, uh, Purcell. It's my bad, my bad, yeah. because I do want to. I want you to talk about that because oftentimes you do say that. You do actually say yeah. that. But I wanted an intro yeah. from you at this moment right now, and I'm that. So okay. hold okay. that, hold that, because I opened up saying something about that audio, and then I went to comment on it. Then I, I saw you, and so I said, "Let me grab this brother." So this is my bad, and I let you guard down that road. That's all. Callers. So uh, I know you're doing. Tell you what, I tell you what. You hear me? I can hear you. Okay, but uh, before you get into that, I want to ask you really quickly about song. Okay, please hold that thought because you have uh, made a comment about the church. I think it's true that it did sound a little whatever. You know, first thing what you might want to do is. Uh-huh. When I'm talking, and 
you talk funny because I hear all that noise. Gotcha. I, I know you can't have Yes, please. But anyway, I had opened up talking about Karen Clark, that song about your words and how the world was spoken into existence and, and how uh, literally the earth we stand on was literally created by words. I know that's hard, hard, hard for a mere human to comprehend. But uh, I was just saying, I don't think we understand the power of speaking. And, of course, that's kind of what you were just saying. You just spoken some things about the church. But I wanted to ask you, what, did you, what do you think about that comment I made about the earth being spoken to existence? Because I'm about to switch gears and talk about something that's really, for sure, current events. And that is this whole negative, positive thing with our young people. Uh, it's, it's older people, too. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people notice or not, but we was actually warned back in the 80s uh, that there was going to be this concept coming of humanism. And negative and positive was going to be a part of it. I know some of y'all remember this. People like St- uh, uh, Bob Larson and others was talking about humanism coming and that it was all in the schools where they was talking about positive and negative. Believe it or not, people haven't been saying that's positive, that that's negative, you shouldn't be positive, you shouldn't be negative, uh, or you sh- you know, there wasn't this whole talk of positive and negative. This is a new concept. I know people don't believe that. People just used to just talk, and every once in a while you may hear somebody say positive and negative, people just kind of look at them, but it wasn't, it wasn't everywhere. Right now, everybody talk about it, and it's, it sounds like it's been around forever, but I promise you, brothers and sisters, it used to be a time people didn't always say that's negative, don't be negative. People just say, tell the truth. That's what they would say back in the day, just tell it like it is, or, you know, you know, grandma or grandpa could, could, could just let you have it, and nobody would say you being negative, especially if it was the truth. They would just say that's the truth, you know. Everybody was more like interested in what was the truth or not, not so much what was negative and positive, because now with negative and positive, basically what they're saying, nobody want to hear anything that's not tickling their ears or not positive. Positive means something to make you feel good. So now we're in a generation where nobody wants to hear things that, that don't make them feel good. And that's where I was going with bringing up the whole words thing. Even Karen Clark at the beginning of the song say, we got to speak what's positive and what's negative. Even she says it. But it's all throughout the earth, all throughout the church, all throughout the education centers, all throughout society, this concept of negative positive. Priscilla, I want you to take on that if you're able to give it, sir. I know you're in the middle of doing some things there at work. Okay. The whole positive and negative thing. I, uh, listen, I agree with that. I agree with what you were saying about how back in the day, grandmama could say it, mama could say it. I know my mama did, but it's like it's like in a court of law. It ain't slander; it's the truth, and that's 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 real. Um, if you go to court and you accuse somebody of slandering your name, but what they are saying about you is the truth then it's not slander. So you will absolutely lose that case. Now, speaking positive. I didn't know that. That's good. I didn't know that. Positive comments. Yeah. Positive comments are not always lofty. They're not always feel-good comments. Because 
here's something that I know about the truth. The truth cuts. But somebody will say, oh, you just being negative. No, I'm just letting you know the truth. The truth cuts. The scripture said the truth cuts, coming and going. To the morrow, to the joy. So that, my friend, don't feel good. But that don't necessarily say that it's negative. It says it's necessary. <laughs> it really says what I said was necessary. Because apart from truth, you will continue in a lie. That's why it's not, it's not healthy to have friends who appease you all the time. That's not, he- that's not a healthy relationship because that's not, a, that's not a relationship that has a foundation that's built on truth because ain't nobody going to do to nobody all the time. That's a lie from the fifth. So, and if you have that kind of relationship going on with somebody, run. Amen. Run. True. Amen. Amen. Now, as far as uh, the power of words, the power of words, the Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. Simply put, the power of life and death is what comes out of your mouth. That's where the power is. The power, it could be a negative power or it can be a positive power. You can build with your mouth or you can tear down with your mouth. You have to make a decision as to what side you want to be on. But there is power in words. I want to share something with you. Um, along those lines. Okay. Okay. Now let's look at. I want. I want to share scripture with you. Uh, you know, I'm always going to be in the Word. Okay. Always going to be in the Word. Romans chapter four, verse seventeen. I think is where it begins. Okay. Uh, verse seventeen. Says, as it is written, I may be a father of many nations before him whom he believes, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope, believed in hope, according, let me back up, who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. The Lord told Abraham that he would be a father of many nations. Did he not? That's what he told him. That was the word. And because Abraham believed it, listen to how how this went. We know that Abraham is the father of many nations. We know it. Now listen. According to that which was spoken, so shall, whenever you see, look, watch this, whenever you see the word shall in the scripture, it means it's a promise. It's coming to pass. 
whenever you see shall, wherever you see shall, you best believe that it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. So shall thy seed be. And listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. You know, he was told he was going to have a child. He's a hundred years old. <clears throat> Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah was right around in there too. He staggered not at the promise of God, or he staggered not at what God said. Look at this. Look at this. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. In other words, he didn't question what was said because he understood the power of the word of God or the word coming from God, but was strong in faith, faith. Faith, faith. If you look in the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the second verse, it said the word did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. Faith, strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform it. And it said, and therefore... It was imputed to him for righteousness because he believed what was said. It was imputed to him because he exercised his faith. It was imputed to him righteousness. That is, my friends, the power of the word of God. And now, this is what we need to understand. As believers, now as believers, I'm not talking to the unbelievers. As believers, we need to understand that we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. What does that mean? That means we also have that same declarative power. That's why it's not good for you to speak ill of yourself. It's not good to say, oh, I feel a headache coming on. It's not good to say, oh, man, I'm about to be sick. You know what I tell my body? I tell my body, I ain't got time to be sick. I say, body, we ain't got time to be sick, man. We got too many people depending on us. And guess what? Because I declare that consistently, I very, very, I won't say never, I very, very rarely get sick. In fact, I've never been sick to the, to the point of hospitalization. Not ever. Not ever. Not ever. And I don't anticipate it. I don't Let anticipate me jump it. there right no, there. Uh, uh, jump Purcell. Purcell, okay. let me jump in there. I mean, that was powerful. And I know somebody thinking you cuckoo for saying you talk to your body. But listen, folks, hear what he's saying. There is a desire he put in the atmosphere as far as energy. He just put... Some of y'all like to say it like this. He just put positive energy out there targeted at his healing. That's all it is. That's all it is. But, you know, the Bible does speak of Christ speaking to a tree. 
So before you trivialize things, just know that the whole earth was spoken in existence. Keep in mind a prophet dropped an axe into a lake, a river, and it was a borrowed axe. And the prophet longed to get that axe back because it wasn't his. And he cried out to the father over something as minor as an axe being dropped into the river. And the Bible says that the axe head floated to the top. One thing I don't think we believe, and I think uh, this is one time I'll probably sound like Brother Elishua, and, uh, and Brother King will just punch, punch one when you're ready to come on. I just tried to open up your line. You weren't available. Press one when you're available. But brothers and sisters, tonight is Hebrew Israelites' perspective on current events. And this is definitely part of current events because a lot of our young people and even our older people now does not want to hear anything that they term as negative. So we talk about that a little bit, how that what is godly might come up under the banner of negative. But it will save your life. It will salvage your steps sometime to hear truth that might be considered negative by most of the world. The Bible, if you want to go with the negative positive concept, you have to get rid of like half the Bible. So this is why early in the early 80s, I remember it like yesterday, again, people like Bob Larson and others was talking about this humanism that was flooding the country, flooding the colleges, flooding the high schools, flooding the elementaries, where they're talking about positive and negative, and it was humanism. They termed it called, they termed it as humanism. In other words, a, a manual, a manual balance. It was something man created. It was a standard man created, and that is that we want to always speak what's positive and not nothing negative, when that is totally against the scriptures. What you sometimes need, some of you are in so much bondage, most of what you need and need to hear is going to sound negative. You're not in a place where very much things can be said about your choices other than that is wrong, sister. No, you're going down the wrong trail, my brother. No, that person is not good for you, sister. Now, it needs to be coupled with you can make it, you can do it, all these things, but because that's part of truth, too. But this business of wiping out everything negative just to your positive is, 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 is of the enemy. It's a tactic of Satan, I believe. So Purcell is coming along and uh, all the way up in Cincinnati and sharing tonight about the power of words. And I kind of started the ball rolling, talking about our planet being birthed into existence through words spoken by the Most High Yah, by Christ. You know, the Bible says that the Father created the worlds by Christ. But before I go a step further, Percy, that was very, very good. Brother, we're going to let you keep that mic, but I want to invite Brother Kenwin Casper, another co-host, into the conversation. Uh, his, Brother Kenwin, your line is now open all the way there in Tyler, Texas. Go ahead and say hello to the people, then we'll turn it back over to Purcell. All right. Shalom, family. Uh, good to be in. Uh, okay. But however, uh, Brother Sell, uh, Brother Purcell, I, I think I want to be inside the uh, the caller queue and I just sit back and listen to you guys, man. 
And uh, there's a lot of heavy stuff you're saying thus far, and I just kind of want to sit back and listen. Okay. Well, let's do that, uh, and I appreciate you saying that. And uh, just know you can comment at any time, brother, because you have that beneficiary of being a co-host. So just any time you want to, go ahead and press 1 now. Your hand will go down, and then when you want to come back on, you press 1 again. Brother Purcell, go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, that's that's my wheelhouse, Seth. I uh, I, I actually appreciate this uh, particular topic because even as a little boy, uh, before I even knew Christ or knew anything about the Scripture, I always had uh, the mind, if you will to encourage myself. I always had the mind to encourage myself. I always believed in myself that there was nothing I could not do. Um, And it's interesting that uh, I would, I would, I would feel like that and I would come up that way because as I, as I grew older, I began to take a liking to uh, motivational um, messages, motivational speakers. And what I found is a lot of the things that they were saying was a lot of the, was very much like some of the things that I was already doing which was speaking to myself and encouraging myself and believing in myself. Um, I think it was very early on where I may have had a, a little bit of an identity crisis because I was always, I've always been um, a sick guy. So, and um, I grew to be a little, a little of the darker persuasion, if you will. You know, my mama used to tell me, which, which is why I didn't have an issue with me being a little darker. My mama used to always tell me, well, you know, the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. So I was encouraged all over again. So I began to say that myself, you know. Ooh, you're black. Ooh, you, boy, you black. I would say, yeah, you know, but the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. Then I, then I graduated and I started saying, you know what? No, I ain't, I ain't black. I'm right. I'm right. Yep, that's what I used to start saying. And, you know, so I just started playing around with that, but it always, it all started with um, the whole idea that I always believed in myself. Uh, in, in sport, I was very uh, active in sport growing up. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I think you all may have heard me mention this before, but I was the, I was the strongest uh, teenager in the state of Ohio for two years in a row. So I, power, I was a powerlifter. And I remember one time I said, I told my powerlifting coach, I said, Mr. Lavelle, I want to be able to squat 600 pounds. And Mr. Lavelle said, well, listen, if you want to squat 600 pounds, man, you don't have to be able to work out with 525. This is what I said to him. 
I ain't making it up. I promise you. This is what I said to him when he said that to me. I said, put it on the bar. I said, put it on the bar. Why? Because I had never, I had never squatted. Uh, I had never worked out with 525 pounds on my back. I had never done that. But when he said what he said, I said, put it on the bar. And I was so sure of myself that there was no way that I would get up under that bar, no matter how many times I needed to get up under that bar, and not be able to work that 525 out. And brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you tonight that I reached my goal. I reached my goal. Because wow. I believe that it was possible. It was possible. So, and then I later, I later uh, accepted Christ in 1982. Um, uh, uh, April 26, 1992, I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. And I messed around and started reading Scripture. And I found over in the book of Jesus, it said, Speaking to yourself in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody unto the Lord. All that scripture is telling us is to encourage ourselves in the word, in the Lord. We need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. David also taught us that. It's it's, a powerful, 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 powerful to accept and embrace who you are in God because it takes your mindset to a whole nother level. It takes your mindset to a whole nother level. I started out by talking about when I um, something that I used I be saying often and the Holy Spirit checked me about it. I talk about how how much the body of Christ is in a sad state of affairs. And it's true. It's the truth. The body of Christ is in a sad state of affairs. But you often hear Brother Seth say, we want to talk about solutions. We want to talk about solutions. Okay? That got in my spirit also. Because I was so caught up on the fact that we're in a sad state of affairs that the, the the solution escaped me until now. This is what I realized by the Holy Ghost two days ago. He said, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And what I realized or what I found out is that grace is the Christ in us in action. I'm going to say that again. Grace is the Christ in us in action. Okay? Let me show you something. Because Here's what he was saying. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. What I realized in that moment, 
if he said there is not a state of affairs that you could be in that is beyond the capacity of God to deliver you. I don't care what I don't care what state of affairs that we're in right now. God is able to deliver us from it all. Did you hear what I said? God is able to deliver us through grace, through the strength of grace. It is the strength of grace. I was just saying that what you're sharing right now is so on point. Just keep going. That, can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. That is profound. And and I, and I want you to keep going in that vein. And Brother uh, Kim is going to chime in here uh, when he can, okay? Um, okay. Okay. Uh, just know this, um, you got a little noise in the background. I don't think you can help it though. You're there at work. So do my favor and just pause right. me just till you come back, which you're going to, I'm going to hand the ball back to you, but just, I just want to say something. If you just meet me okay. just for, okay, for the, for the noise sake on your end. All right. What per, the reason why Purcell, what he's saying is so true is this. I look at believers sometimes, and again, folks, we're talking about, uh, again, current events, and can't get no more current event than, um, um, and I see Brother LSU in the house as well. He just pressed one, so I'm going to come to him shortly. But you can't get no more current events than this thing about positive and negative. We opened up with a song uh, talking about, we just took a little short break, and we played earlier, Karen Clark talking about our words have power. And so I just kind of been riding on that. Uh, but one thing she said was, let's be positive and not negative. And I was just commenting on that, how that that's actually humanism. And this is somebody who I actually know, Karen Clark. And, of course, everybody knows that song. And it, it's songs like that and, and, and messages like that preached constantly, church. So let's bring up Brother Shore real quick while I make this point. Uh, Brother Elishua, your line is open. Just for time's sake, you don't have to do an intro. Just know your your line is hot, and we'll bring you on when you, when we can, okay? You just just run a little late, all right? Are you there? Okay, Brother Elishua is in the house. Uh, Brother uh, Kenwin Casper is in the house, and they'll chime in here in a little bit. But Purcell, please finish what you were saying. Just let me just go about a 30 seconds here, and then I'm going to turn it back over to you. And then I'd love to hear from LSU and Brother Kenwood. But listen, brothers and sisters, the reason I keep trying to save the church from, you know, after we say, after we seemingly bash it, we're not really bashing it, but when we talk about straight up pure evil that the church is involved with, reason why I come back with but there's hope because some of the things that the church is caught up in is so evil it would turn people off and it have turned thousands of people off for a long, long, long time. A lot of people gave up on the church. 
And I feel like that is a problem. The church is the people. It ain't even the Catholic Church that's the church. No, the church is the church. The Catholic Church is an imposter. So a lot of what the church do on Sundays and traditions, yes, it's, it's strictly mankind and it's poisoning. But, folks, you got a lot of people, oh, my God, that is trying their best to live for this father, to live through his son, that are, that are saying no to the flesh. A lot of people are, are going through it suffering and fasting and there's a lot a lot of people that are still trying to obey the father and i do not want to in any way discourage them from doing that or fellowshipping with others that's trying to do that or even assembling themselves i don't have no problem with that at all just because something they do they may assemble on a day that may not be the original or they may be you know it don't mean that the father is not looking at their hearts. You've got to remember a lot of people throughout history and the scriptures that did things and their heart was over, their heart was seeking him, but their behavior was way far north. We've got to remember that, just like when we say the name Jesus. His name wasn't Jesus. It talks about every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, and every tongue confess, that's languages. So if other languages are confessing he is Christ, they're not going to be saying Yeshua or his Hebrew name. They're going to be calling him Lord in their language. So this is why we've got to be very wise. Percy, I want you to finish, but I just got a heart for the saints because I've been one. I know what it's like to be lied to, tricked, and almost I was out of church for 10 years. 10 years! All types of fellowship I've missed, all the type of networking possibilities I've missed, not just for gain and greed, I'm talking about going to church, but the Father, it's, a, it's, 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 our, it's our village. Why would you stop going to your village just because somebody in the village you don't like or somebody in the village spread wrong doctrine? So I, I tell people, I say it all the time, where are they going to go? If people stop going to church, where are they going to go? Well, they'd be better off. Not necessarily. Just because a preacher going to get a new Cadillac, you're going to stop all these people from fellowshipping, having the kind of camaraderie, going to each other's house, fellowshipping, loving each other, giving words of knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit operating in their homes or at, at uh, various restaurants where they go out. And some people are going to even end up dating and marrying. You're going to shut down all that because of pastor getting the Cadillac. We've got to really think this thing out through and think of a nation. Purcell, go ahead, and then I want to hear from Ella Shore and Brother Kenwin. Purcell? All right. Make sure I ain't muted here. Okay. Anybody can all okay, right, there you all go. Right, go all right, all right, all right. I, I have to get back to my phone to, to unmute it. So, um, but yeah, here's here's what's up, my brother. This is uh where I was going. Um, let me let me share this right quick. Something I want to share with you that the Lord said to me two days two days ago concerning this. Okay, I, I shared the scripture with you uh, in the fifth chapter of Romans where it talks about where sin abounds. Grace does much more abound, correct? Okay. This is how he 
uh, explain that to me. Because I said, Lord, what does that mean? He said, grace is his capacity or ability to endure, withstand, or handle what your own strength cannot. This is why we need the grace of God because essentially the grace of God is the Christ in action in us. Did you hear that? Christ, the grace of God is Christ in action in us. I like that. This is why we need the grace of God. This is why we can't shun the grace of God. Grace also. Grace is empowering. Grace is empowering. Grace is not unmerited favor. That's not grace. That's mercy. Grace is empowering. Grace empowers us to, number one, be who we've been called to be and do what we've been called to do. Grace is an empowering element that comes from the Christ comes from, well, first of all, let me say this. It comes from, number one, us knowing who we are and the Christ living on the inside of us, knowing that the Christ lives on the inside of us. That's what grace looks like. Say it one more time. Grace is his capacity, ability to endure, withstand, or handle what you in your own strength cannot. This is why we need the grace of God, because essentially the grace of God is the Christ in action in us. Grace is empowering. Grace empowers us. Grace empowers us. Grace don't just forgive us. Grace empowers us to be bold. Okay, Priscilla. All right, let me kind of get some. Uh, 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 Brother Ken went in there, and Brother uh, Ella Shore. Again, um, um, they are co-hosting tonight as well, and I appreciate you explaining that and, and laying it out like you did. Ella Shore, uh, we hadn't heard from you. Actually, we hadn't heard from Brother Ken when he just came on and said hello. Brother Ken, why don't you go first, and then uh, Priscilla, if you can meet us, and let you go a little further with this, because I got a feeling you had more in your tank on that, Priscilla. But please, if you could um, mute us while they do their um, while they answer. Um, Brother Kenwin, please. Uh, yeah, the power of words. I uh, I think that's a powerful subject. Uh, man, words are powerful. Uh, well, uh, as a student and, uh, you know, listen to the teachers, uh, the pa- big pastors, uh, even Farrakhan, uh, and a lot of uh, influential brothers, uh, I, I lend my ear to uh, all of them. And they have said some very positive things, pointing out different errors that's plaguing our people today. 
and uh, and I and I, I do think we all got that. You know, the words are powerful words. You know that can uh, really make a difference and uplift everybody. However, the words that we're speaking about tonight is those type of powerful words that takes action, and uh, you can instantly uh, fix whatever's ailing you. Uh, well, uh, I guess it's something a little bit more than words, because I know they lend hands on that person where they uh, they just paralyzed, like in the scriptures, and they casting out demons. Uh, you know, having somebody paralyzed, they can start walking again. That's the power of the Holy Spirit right there. And they, they spoke it into existence when they did that, right? Uh, uh, you know, and we've been trying to get our hands on that for a long time. Some, some of us... Uh, you know, truly believe that they, you know, they got that, you know, uh, that power came on to them. And, uh, I mean, there's just so much going on with the power of words. And, and uh, we've been, uh, as uh, over in America with Christianity, we've been really trying to harness that uh, power because we got a lot of sickly people here. And a lot of uh, people who need some instant fixing. And uh, maybe, you know, we're not saying the right words, or I don't know what's going on because we keep taking two steps backwards. One step forward, two steps backwards. Let, and, let me come uh, I'm going to pass the mic. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh, I was just, now I don't feel too bad because you was getting ready to end it. But I just want to say, and you don't have to end it. I just, just was, you know, but Brother Kenwin. Uh-huh. We are experiencing that. We are experiencing what you just described. Mm-hmm. There are there are some of us, like myself, where I've laid hands on people, and they really did receive their healing instantly. Instantly. If I got a dollar for every time I pray for somebody and they got healed, probably be able to buy a nice outfit. I'm not lying. If I got a dollar for every time I pray for myself and things happen instantly. Now, if we say it didn't happen instantly, but it happened the same hour, then the number goes up. If we say it didn't happen in the same hour, but it happened the same day, then the number goes up even higher. If you say it didn't happen the same day, but it happened the next day, then the number goes even higher. But there are times I pray for people and nothing happens. So I don't know that it's that far off. I've seen and experienced some of the same things that the Book of Acts talk about. So have, I'm sure, other callers that I know Sister Eliana speaks of when we talk about spiritual warfare. I know Brother Elishu has experienced it. So it's not like we that we dropping the ball or we can't get it or something. Or it's no for walking that kind of power right now. The problem is we just don't believe. So Elishu, go ahead and chime in to what Priscilla was saying. And Priscilla, I want you to finish up. Again, he's there at work and. And, uh, again, folks, we have co-hosts that really love this show so much. They share. Uh, I think Brother John sometimes shared, even doing, in the middle of doing my, uh, his uh, mortgage deals. So, uh, Elishua, and I heard some noise here. Hold on a second. 
Uh, let's see here. Just bear with me, y'all. Okay, that's not Brother uh, Purcell. LSU, you got some noise on your line, brother. I don't know where you're at, but I just... Okay, so go ahead and share. Just know your line is loud for some reason. It's not like you're outside or something. Okay. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, that's from the yeah, north. See, oh, 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 oh I think I know what it is. I have, have a fan on. Yeah, I have a fan. Man. Yeah, I have a fan on. I forgot I had a keep. I keep a fan on my computers 24 hours a day to keep them cooled down. But um, I want to respond first to. I want to respond to actually all three of everybody said. I'm just going to take it backwards and start with what you just said about prayer and about healing. The Bible says, I think a lot of the issue is that we've gotten away from the scriptures. We've gotten away from doing things that the way that the scriptures prescribe and instruct us to do it. And we're adding stuff to the text that's not there and people coming up with their own things. Um, And I've often heard preachers say, people come in the prayer line, they, and then they come, they give an offering, and they, and they, you know, ask for prayer, and they don't get healed. And the first thing that the preacher says is that the people were not walking in faith. Well, the scripture doesn't say that. The scripture says that if an enemy sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them lay hands upon them, and the prayer of faith should heal the sick. If the elders Amen. are praying, then that means the faith resides with the elder and not with the person who is being prayed for. And the reason why come brother, my brother uh, uh, Castleberry is, is, is what he's expressing is that Seth, I don't know if you've done it, but I would actually, people like Seth, myself, others, I would actually, I would actually suggest that you take about a month and visit churches within your surrounding area. Because a lot of times when we say things over the air, you all sometimes think that it's just a, a um, observation and it's not an actual fact because you think it's a subjective issue. Like when people say that these churches no longer have any power, well, a lot of people perceive that to be a subjective judgment until you walk up in the churches. And then when you observe and you realize that very few churches in existence in America, whether you're on the street corner or you are a 5,000-member 5, or a 20,000-member megachurch, they're not walking in power. See, the difference between the church today and the church and the book of Acts is that these people didn't even have to initiate healings. People were being healed just when the apostles walked by, and they were being healed from the shadows of the apostles. Why? Because the apostles were living a life that was sanctified, separate unto God, and they were walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And said, the days that you spoke of, they're very nostalgic, but they don't exist anymore, and they never will again within that paradigm. And that's what people in church has to be able to understand, that things change. All things not remain the same. I'm going to read a passage of scripture. Let Let me comment on something real quick. Did you say they don't exist no more? No, they don't. Those days, what you're talking about, in terms of working within that narrative, within that paradigm, they don't exist for this generation because the generation that we're dealing with, we're trying to put new wines in old wineskins. 
We're trying to operate in the same paradigm that we came up under. I was there. I was a witness. I was present. I benefited from it. But I understand that times transcend. And I remember years ago when the Holy Spirit spoke to me, he said, if you want to communicate my words, and get the greatest possibility of people hearing it, then you're going to have to learn something about technology because the next trend that's coming through is coming through the airways and not from the pulpits constructed inside a building. And his word is proven to be true. You go to YouTube and you see all of these people, and what's amazing is that when you look at the number of people who listen in and tune into them, there's a young lady on there, she's about 22 years old, she has a huge following on YouTube, and people listen to her words constantly. Then I'll go look at somebody like Bishop, J- uh, not Bishop Jake, but look at other these preachers, and then I'll look at the number of people who respond to theirs, and here you is got this young lady who has a larger viewing audience than established members who have established churches because the times have changed. And I'll read this. This I'll know also that in the last days, and this has to do with your wording and with what the sister said in regard to being positive. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For those who are listening and you want to know, I'm reading 2 Timothy 3 and 1. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers. False accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form, an outward appearance of godliness, but denying, and this is what Brother Castleberry is talking about, the power thereof. And the scripture instructs us from such turn away. We are to turn away from them. A lot of people believe that Elishua Israel Ellison, known formally by my government name or legal name as Gary Ellison, left the church because I became aware that we are Israel. Nothing could be further from the because the man who hosts this show will testify to you that I became aware that we were Israel when I was still at college in 1990. And this is 2022. I did not leave the church for that. I left the church for two reasons. False doctrine was being preached more than the truth was being preached. And the other thing, for a person who came out of a background like me, that really mattered greatly is that they had no power. When you walk in the spirit, you being led of the spirit, you have a thing called discernment. The spirit bearing witness with your spirit. And you can tell when you walk in a building, if you get quiet and still enough, whether what all of this emotional hype that's going on, is this a result of entertainment or as a result of the presence of the almighty Yahweh, Yahweh, our Elohim? And okay, what I came to determine, and what I came to determine was that more times than off, when I was about to exit, it was more having to do with entertainment. Last thing about words. This thing about words, Seth, you named it, 
What this is is an element of humanism that has now crept into the church, this whole objective of thing about being positive. That is an element of humanism. People call it all kinds of different things. They call it humanism. They call it Gnosticism. What it actually is is feeding from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil as opposed to feeding from the tree of Christ. It says, I charge thee before Elohim and before the Lord Jesus Christ who judged the quick and the dead at his appearing kingdom. It says, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Let me read it again. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having eaten ears, and they shall turn their ears away from the truth. So as Brother Purcell so eloquently put it, when I tell you something, it has to do with truth because it is inconsistent with your belief system and what you live. You take that as an offense, and you consider that not to be positive. Well, if we actually, if the the prophets relied upon that same paradigm and looking for the same response to stimulus to determine whether they were right or wrong, we would not have anything in the Old Testament. No Moses, no prophets from all the way from Isaiah to Malachi. Because if you read those prophecies, you will see that what we consider negative, those prophecies are full of it. I mean, they are literally actually drenched full of that, of what the scripture's saying here. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering, and do it with correct doctrine. Purcell, last thing you said about grace. And Brother Purcell, let me say that what you just espoused on the scripture, on the air, in terms of grace, I have been teaching that or either holding to that position for the last 20 years. I had a problem because, again, I'm a theologian, and I had a problem with this simple definition of grace being the unmerited favor of God. And actually, you put it right. That's actually the mercy of God. That's the actual mercy of God. The grace of God is the empowerment to do that which God requires of. And it's amazing that you said that grace of God was Christ in action. And right now, to this very thing, we've had a discussion against law and gospel. But do you know the thing that brought our salvation second to the death of Christ was because he condemned sin in the flesh? How did Yahweh shot Jesus the Christ condemn sin in the flesh? He kept the law flawlessly. He kept the law flawlessly. Back over to you, Seth. Well, hey, y'all. Oh. A little, uh, 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 somebody said something Brother Ken when did you want to come in I want to take a little short break And we'll come back I want to reboot my computer Y'all know I like to do it Like in, in the middle of the show Keep it, keep it no, all just, fast I, I just wanted to say That I was fine for LSU What you just said Pretty heavy brother Heavy heavy I'll pray to Yahweh Elohim My brother Well folks Again you've been tuned to the Five Suits on Network That was heavy brother And I agree More importantly Um 
But even if I didn't agree, it still was powerful. But I definitely agree with that. I want to talk a little bit about your comment you made about why I left the church when I come when we come back. At, well, after Purcell and his defense, he was making a point. Purcell, were you done with your point? Because otherwise, when we come back from the break, I'm going to come to you. Were you done or were you still working on that? Y'all got he's got us on mute there. So, um, Purcell, Purcell, you okay. just hit that faster. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, good. Okay. I'm glad you said that, sir. Uh, I'm asking you a question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm asking you a question about to take a break. I'm saying, were you done or did you need a little bit more time so when we come back from the break, we'll turn to you? No, no, no. I'm I'm good. I'm good with what I was saying. I I, I buttoned that all the way up. Well, actually, Alishua buttoned it all the way up. Okay. So I'm there, but I do want to comment on why Ellishua left the church. I was I was going there too, so I want to. Okay, all right. This is going to be good. About this is going to be good. This is going to be good because a lot of people have left the church, so I want to hear what he has to say. What's his solution there, brother Ellishua? Just get ready. We're coming to you, brother. Again, you. Again, you've turned to the Five Swinstone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and tonight we're talking about current events. You can't get no more current event than while the masses or a lot of people leaving the church. You can't get no more current events than uh, the, the, the whole philosophy of what's positive and negative that everybody is talking about. People don't want to be negative. Everybody wants to be positive. And we believe, some of us on this show, some of the co-hosts believe that it's straight-up humanism and that the Father does not want us. Father was positive or was uh, Father was positive all the time and never negative. He wants us to listen to his word, and his word may appear to be negative. His word may appear to be positive, but we are to follow what the Father is saying versus just a flat-out uh, concept of negative and positive. This is deep. Y'all know it's deep. Anyway, we'll be right back, folks. Again, you've tuned into the Five Stone Network, where we are definitely talking about current events tonight. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, hold on, everybody. Have a little trouble with my computer here. This is why I have to reboot, everybody. But again, I just want to remind y'all while I'm working on my computer here, uh, remember, folks, follow us. I didn't mention it that much towards the beginning of the show, but follow us. We really, really need that. Um, uh, we get treated a lot better by our blog talk. We, uh, we're bigger on the net. Uh, there's lots of reason why I'm saying follow us. It's very, very important. Okay, um, but we'll be back, folks.
August 2022, if you're going by the Hebrew calendar, Av of 18, 5,782 is the year. Folks, we're talking about current events, Hebrew Israelites' perspective on current events, to be more specific. And uh, we have Purcell Porsche all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio. And then down in Texas, we have from Tyler, uh, Brother King and Casperberry, and then, of course, LSU Ellison in Fort Worth. I'm Brother Seth, the host of the show. These are our co-hosts for tonight, and they've been swinging away at this humanism uh, that's sweeping, that have swept the world. Nobody wants to be negative no more. Everybody wants to be positive, and that's great. We're not saying, we're not hating on being positive. We're just saying the most important thing is to be godly, godly. And because uh, positive means something to make you feel good, something that, that benefits you, you think, is, and that, that can be questionable because sometimes what they, people think is benefiting them is really killing them. This is why we have to lean on what's godly. If somebody is greedy and rich, uh, what's positive to them is more money, and uh, that's just what's positive. But really and truly, they might need a demotion. They might need the Father to humble them. They may need some companies taken away. How many times have you heard rich people say the greatest thing ever happened to them is when they lost their business or when they got their demotion? How many times in your personal life were you better off after you lost the person that you love or after you went through uh, some of the things we go through? Now, early on, of course, it's not the Father's will that we uh, uh, go without. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying how many times that the net that the minus sign actually help you versus the plus sign. So we can't be fooled by say devices. Okay, so the whole concept of negative and positive is humanism, folks. I'm telling you, it's the truth. I remember in 1980, early 80s, they were saying this, and it sounded so crazy. I mean, folks were saying, "What are you talking about?" You know, uh, uh, 
a concept of negative positive. They didn't believe it. We didn't believe it. And now we look up, everybody's saying it. I kid you not, there was a time people disagreed with Bob Larson. They felt like he was an extremist talking about this negative positive thing. I remember it. I remember like yesterday they were saying that everybody's on this negative positive thing and that this is ungodly and that the most important thing, it was, i tell you what, where it's at. Get the book called Seduction of Christianity, The Seduction of Christianity. I bet Ella sure remember that book. That book is what rattled a lot of, uh, and, and really a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they was talking about a lot of Christians was rattled by this whole name and claim that came against that teaching. They came against, I think, the positive negative teaching, and it just seemed like I was actually against the book. But now that we keep living, we, we realize that those people, because they was mostly Baptists, and, you know, they didn't believe in miracles, a lot of them, they was coming against that. So they was coming against a lot of good things uh, that the Father was doing, but then they was coming against some things that we thought we was on the right side, and we actually, looking back in hindsight, we realized those brothers was right. Uh, this negative positive thing is everywhere. Now folks don't even understand what I'm talking about. They're like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about there? You've got to be negative sometime. But like LSU was saying, and I was saying even before he said it earlier in the show, if we took the whole concept of negative and positive and went throughout the scripture and got rid of everything that was considered negative, we wouldn't even have half the Bible. I mean, many times those priests, they seem negative. They seem like Aaron, a lot of them, they seem like everything they said was negative. So what you're going to go with today's terminology, today's society, definition of how we need to be speaking, or the Bible? It's a trick, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not godly, you've got to have some kind of correction. Second Timothy 3.16 talks about the word given for reproof and instruction and righteousness and so forth. So if nobody can ever correct you, you're headed for damnation. You're headed for destruction. You don't want blessings if you're wicked. You need to stop in your track. You don't want – it's almost like people want high technology. America, you don't need high technology if you're heading in the wrong direction. It's going to make you go there faster. Why would America, as decadent as it is, and all the, the destruction is going to the earth with its pollution, need more technology? You're just going to destroy it faster. America needs to slow down. Other nations that's probably more pure in creating inventions and innovations more uh, earth-safe need, need technology to go faster in the right direction. So if you're righteous and your heart is right, yes, you deserve the blessings of the Most High. Yes, then you, can, you deserve what it might sound like is positive. But if you're wicked, bent on wickedness, greedy, causing calamity and pain in people's lives, the last thing you need it's for the Father to enlarge your territory. <laughs> I know I got that right. Okay. Everybody's line is now open again. Uh, folks, we want to welcome you back to the Five Swords on Network. And I know some of y'all are saying, who are y'all? Who are you? Y'all don't know the mouthpiece of God. Y'all don't, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't, you know, I can hear people right now. But just remember this, brothers and sisters. You can get truth from worldly people, people in the world that know some things that will salvage you and really help you. What do you think people that's trying to devote their life, even though they're falling and they got hypocrisy in their life, but as long as they dedicate their life to the Father and it's really seeking his word and, and having blogs like this where a, a few of them come together and, and bounce things off each other, you telling me we can't get truth out to the network? Please. 
Y'all better pay attention to what Brother Purcell Porsche is saying, Brother Kenwin Casabay, and Brother LSU is saying tonight. Brother uh, Purcell, you had a question for LSU, and then I want to comment on something he was saying about leaving the church, and then we want him to comment on his own statement about leaving the church. Go ahead, Brother. Okay, I didn't have a question. I had a comment, too, uh, concerning... Uh, leaving the church. Oh, 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 Priscilla, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I forgot one thing. Because this current event, and I forgot to do this at the beginning of the show, I want to congratulate the Kenyan, uh, they're in Kenya, for uh, the win of uh, William Rotu. William Rotu, uh, he won by a small scale today in Kenya, and it was a very contested election. It was almost, uh, let's talk about that another time, but I want to congratulate because I know they're listening in Kenya. We have over, per se, your line is just loud, but I know you can't do nothing about it. Maybe you can cover up your mic when you do come on, but right now I'm going to mute you. Uh, but brothers and sisters, again, if you live in Kenya, want to congratulate you on your new president, William Arutu. Uh, again, we're covering international and domestic events on this current events program. I just had to say that. I forgot to say at the beginning of the show. Go ahead, per se, your line is back open. Purcell, your line is back open. There's such a delay there with you. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to comment. Um, LSU, I think I heard you say that you uh, left the church because of the false doctrine that was coming across the pulpit. Um, one reason why... Okay, when I, when I first got saved, um, God taught me a scripture that I think, um, I think it safeguarded me from taking that position. And this is the scripture. This is found in 2 Timothy 2 and 15. The scripture says, study to show thyself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When I first accepted Christ as my personal Savior, one of, the, one of my greatest pet peeves was to come to church and see that so many people who did not come with their Bible. Now, this is before uh, the phone. You can pull the Bible up on your phone now and all that stuff, so people don't have to bring their Bible to church. But back then... You should have had your Bible with you in your hand. And see, what I thought, what I feel like was a big part of the issue is we would put these pastors, these bishops, these apostles, quote-unquote apostles, all this, these leaders, we would put them up on this pedestal. And there were so many people that was living by the word of the pastor and not the word of God. I think LSU alluded to this in his last uh, part of what he was saying earlier. But I think what we do, what we have done, and I don't believe this was, let me, let me, let me clarify this. I don't believe this was LSU's position. I believe that it, it, it flipped his belly to hear all of the false doctrine coming across, and it was just like, okay, I, I, can't, I can't do it. 
I, and now I can't speak for him, but this is just the way I I see it from uh, in my perspective. From my perspective, his position, what his position was. I don't believe his position was he was hanging so much uh, so much confidence on the pastor. I don't believe that. Okay, now, but there are so many Christians or quote-unquote believers who actually do that, who actually do that, that lean too much on the pastor. And it's oftentimes, I even recognize, where things will come across the pulpit that were not in Scripture, but you will hear the saints of God quoting these things because this is what pastor said as if, this was something that they had got straight out of Scripture. And I'm thinking, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a theologian, but I'm, I'm particular. I'm astute. Let me put it that way. I'm astute in the Word. And I'm particular, and it bothers me when Scripture is, is uh, shared out of context or just false, just flat-out false, Okay. Now, this is what I realized. I realized that the Bible says, Woe unto them that scatter the sheep. Now, this is another thing I realized. I realized that whenever you see the word woe in Scripture, that simply means trouble is coming down your street. Because woe is not a good word. It ain't nothing happy about woe. So this is my position where that's concerned, and I'm going to tie this up. I'm not leaving the church because of a few knuckleheads, few charismatic uh, Pentecostal uh, pimps. I'm not doing it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stand flat foot, and I'm going to openly rebuke you. Why? Because the Bible said open rebuke is better than secret love. So I'm not just going up and leave. I'm going to challenge. I'm going to challenge it. I'm going to challenge it. I'm not going to be belligerent. I'm not going to be out of order, but I'm going to challenge the word. Because because my my life is attached to that word. So the confidence in the God in me, the confidence of the God in me is going to stand, therefore, having my loins girt about, amen, and I'm 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 not going, I'm not falling for the okie doke. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because, once again, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And I realize that it ain't no, um, it ain't no false doctrine coming across man's lips that God can't correct or fix. It's nothing. I heard in the book of Jeremiah 
He said, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? See, we got to lean, and I think LSU alluded to this also. We got to lean and depend on the word of God. We got to depend on the word of God. First of all, we have an issue with that because it ain't no word in you. Oh, I just offended somebody. It ain't no word in you. You need to stand on the word that's in you. That's why the word needs to be in you. Because then you can stand. You can't stand without the word. Okay. You cannot Percent. stand without the word. Okay. Percent. Go ahead, sir. I think the gist of what you're saying we get, you said you're not going to make that decision based on a few numbers. And I'm with you. And I only, I'm cutting right. in, look at the time, whenever, after, whenever I have less than 30 minutes, look for me to start cutting in on folks. So y'all, I'm letting y'all do it right now. So LSU, you'll be able to respond at least five minutes uninterrupted like Brother, Brother Purcell. So listen, at least. Uh, I want to just kind of add uh, uh Brother uh, LSU, did you want to go now, or you want me to go after Purcell and then you go after me? LSU, is he listening? That'd be a shame if he didn't hear what you just said. That was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I'm going to say is this, in response to Brother Purcell and to what he just stated. Hold on. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear the just question I said? Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. Okay, because it's very important you hear everything Purcell said earlier. It sounded like you were maybe listening. But anyway, I want to – No, I heard everything um, Purcell said. Okay, so you want to comment? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, That's just it. I was sitting in the church with my Bible. And it came to a point to where it became overwhelming. And the thing that became – out of fairness of time, because what's going to happen is if you go now and I go after you, you're going to come after me, and that would be even just longer you going. So let me go and give my little two cents to add to what Purcell said. Then you come and address both of us. I think for time's sake, that would be the best thing. And okay, then you that's go fine. That's fine. All right. I echo what, Elish, what Brother Purcell said. I actually didn't do what he said, though. I actually, Purcell, unfortunately, and those of you listening, again, you just advise us on network. I'm Brother Seth. We have Purcell Porsche. Purcell Porsche, spelled with two L's, <laughs> all the way up in Cincinnati. And we have Brother Kenwin Casper in Tyler, Texas, who's a little bit quiet, but he's on the mind. He's going to be staring here after Elishua. And then we have Elishua, uh, Israel, in the city of Fort Worth, okay? Now, tonight, open forum, we're just talking about negative, positive concept, and also a little bit about just various things. A lot of y'all have left the church, and that's definitely current events because it's thousands of y'all. So the church has lost its membership drastically. So LSU is not by itself. But I was one of those that left the church 10 years ago. I would time myself. Um, let me take no more than three minutes put myself on a timer. Brothers and sisters, listen, it was the worst mistake I ever made in my life. Because there's a lot of things going on in the church that have absolutely nothing to do with the doctrine part of it. Most church activities have absolutely nothing to do with the doctrine. 
There's relationships that I missed. There's bondings with brotherhood. We would always meet there at Christ Emmanuel's when I stopped going in Cincinnati. And um, brothers and sisters, I missed out on a lot of brothers loving on me and I could have been sharing about some of the marital things. There's marriage teaching. In the marriage teaching, a lot of that ain't wrong. It's just love your wife pretty much. But LSU is right. There is a lot of doctrines being taught, and then there's a lot of passivity. Women run the church. Ain't nothing wrong with women, but you got to have that male balance. And so the church was very effeminate, have a feminine agenda. That they wasn't. I was involved in over 70 marches. They were shooting out blackness. The sad church was nowhere. So I had beef. I had beef. I had beef. And I just stopped going to that old passive church that's led by women. That you know, a lot of what Brother LSU was saying, I'm with it. All of it, pretty much. That he see anything I disagree with as far as doctrine, but I missed out on a lot of relationships. And here's another thing we never even think about: there was little kids that would see me, little men that was learning me because I always sit on a row, and they would develop. They would watch me worship the Father, and we forget that there's little people watching us. They have a relationship with us without us even knowing. We made. Tease with them sometimes. Some little cute girls might have been fantasized by me being their husband. I mean, innocent little stuff. You know, but when I disappear, what do they do with that? They always see me with my wife come there, and they say, well, I'm going to be like that one day. So there's relationships that's missed with children that see you every Sunday, that make fun of you. Maybe they think you're funny looking. That's missed. Old people that you see, hey, how you doing, baby? I missed you last week. Yes, ma'am, I'll be with here. Well, you know, don't give up on God. I can tell you're going through something, baby. I, I, all of the relationships, gone. So where did I go? Where was I for those 10 years? Well, I was getting involved with the community. Oftentimes, networking with the various brothers and sisters that had this revelation. They understood what was going on with the people. That's who I was hanging out with, folks that saw what the enemy was doing as far as, you know, so a lot of them hated whites. But they was out there marching, I, and I spent time with them. I was calling the WCVG radio show, letting Christians have it. They remember me by that. I was saying, where is the white churches? I was calling out the white church. So I, I, I religiously called WCVG. Everybody in Cincinnati know my name by Seth. So I did that every day. That was a part of my ritual. I don't go to church, but I called the show, so I did that. And then I hung out with those that was marching, so we did some marching. Outside of that, I didn't do nothing else. I would share the gospel every once in a while, but not no more than I did when I was in church. So there was a lot of lonely time out there while I'm missing out. So the enemy tricked me. That is our nation. That is our village. There's more that go on in the village other than these few little doctrines that very few people understand anyway. They, they hardly understand the book of Revelation. They hardly understand a lot of these deeper truths anyway. Okay, there's me. That's three minutes, y'all. So my little timer went off. So I'll go ahead and turn over to Elishua. Just know this, brothers, if I could do it all over again, I would do what Purcell Poirier said. I would have met with the pastors and say, listen, why aren't y'all out there walking with, with Sister Tracy? Why aren't y'all laying hands on those bars like she's doing? So Elishua, go ahead. He said he, he, said he didn't answer because he left. Hello? Go ahead, LSU. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, real quick here. I, I'm, I'm on computer. Act like you got some kind of sense. Um, 
I was trying to look up a word. Are you logistic? No, I said I was talking to my computer, and I said, please act like you got some kind of sense, Uh, because because what I was doing, and this is a strange incident for me, is I was doing, I was trying to look up something in the scriptures, and that what I was looking up was the word church, and. And after listening to what you said, I think it's really under, I think it's important so we can kind of like understand why come these things are happening. You want me to do it? Do I, and, got a, I got my computer. You want me to look up the strong cord? What do you need? I can do it. Uh, my computer's fast now. I've actually got. I've actually got it now. The word is church, and the word is in the Greek. The word church. Literally, I'm going to read it to you. Uh, it comes from it's from the word ecclesia. Ecclesia is actually a governmental political term. So it's from a compound and a derivative, a calling out. That is a popular meeting, especially a religious congregation, being a synagogue or what have you. That's what the strong concordance defines according to the Greek as the word church. So let's break it down. There's a scripture in Hebrews that says to for not, for forsake not yourself the assembling of yourself together, especially as the day draw nigh so that you may encourage one another. What we've done is that we have laid the function of fellowship at the foot of the church when that was never the intended purpose for the church. You just heard me read to you what the church means. What the, that's why come when you read in the scriptures, exclusive from people's opinion, every time you deal with the issue of church, they are dealing with what? Issues of teaching and doctrine. When you deal with the fivefold ministry, what did he give them for? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So what the church has become has become this fellowship thing, and according to the paradigm, the, the old narrative, and so people continue to expect that from it, when in actuality, when we get to these places to where things are being questioned, it's a good thing. Because it then forces us to find out what was the intentional, original intent, the original in, in belief, or the original meaning, and the original intent of the one who orchestrated or authored that particular entity or what have you. And we know that Yahweh, Jesus the Christ, told Peter, he said what? Feed my church. He wasn't talking about physical food. He was talking about spiritual food. Now, I know this to be true because I was born again in a five by ten foot cell. I was not given the, the pleasure of going to a church and kneeling before an altar. I was born again before a five foot cell. And what sustained my understanding of the scripture was me and the Bible. Me and the Bible. That's why the scripture clearly says you to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Your salvation should not depend upon you going to a building, meeting with some people, and listening to a preacher give you information when he clearly has laid that responsibility and obligation at the foot of your feet. And it says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, I will tell everybody after listen. I am a theologian. I went to Oral Roberts University. I majored in theology. I learned a lot about the history of the church while I was in the school of academia. But guess what? 80% of what I know, 
I learned outside of the walls of the church because I've learned it in my bedroom and prayer and reading the scriptures. So when Purcell says you need to stay there and wind it out, no. The only reason why some churches would finally collapse or make the chapter, because see, here's the thing. Pastors benefit from being a pastor. And when you start telling them to change their doctrine, which means that they could run the risk of running some people off because they are holding on to tradition and they don't want to embrace the truth, then what you do is you start to question the livelihood or you put in danger uh, the, the livelihood of the pastor. So the pastors are not always willing to make changes. And I've been to many a pastors. I've laid out the scriptures before a whole group of them and showed them the truth. But they still did not embrace and begin to live the truth because their paychecks were more important than reversing their old position and then embracing the truth. Just like this situation with Creflo Dollar. And I would say that Creflo Dollar has not brought forth meat for repentance. And the same thing, when they when came to John the Baptist and he said, he told them, because he read their hearts, he read their content. He said, you brood of vipers, who has, who has told you to come and seek repentance? Because you know the kingdom of God is at hand. He said, no, 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 you go, go back and bring forth fruit meat for repentance. Let your actions speak for you and not your mouth and not your confessions. So when we talk about this whole church thing, it became to the point to where it was intolerable. I can't sit up here and let you continue and listen to and, wait, and utilizing my time and my energy. And when I'm supposed to go to a place to be encouraged, supposed to be lifted up, but I go home every Sunday vexing my spirit because you're up there teaching false doctrine and you are using that false doctrine to control and manipulate and exploit the people. And then when somebody confronts you about it, then they want to say that you are a rebel. You're speaking against God's anointing. So that's the witchcraft that operates when you start questioning. And Seth, you know as well as I know every preacher that's listening to the sound of my voice. When we talk about the fact that we were Israel, them Negroes won't even hear us out. But they'll sit inside their church and get in their pulpit and condemn and criticize a lot of what we think, what we believe, and what we say. And a lot of it's slander and false accusations because they have not sit down at the table and talk one-to-one with us. So they, have, so they don't have a damn understanding of what we believe. I said that just what I meant. They don't have no understanding of what we believe or what we think. They want to bust us all in because it's so easy to dismiss us that way. So, therefore, now they don't have to take the responsibility okay, of okay. changing. Last thing, Let me do this. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you're building that with you, I know you're going to, I know you probably have three more points. So, let me just say this and you can finish. Let me say this and then you can finish. So, we'll run over a little bit. Again, those of you that's tuning to the network, Remember, uh, if you listen to us via the computer, you got to call the show if you want to keep listening because we're going to roll over a little bit today, a little bit. So if you want to finish hearing Elishua out and what we're saying our, and our response to it, I love to hear from Brother Ken one also after I make my comment here. So if y'all want to hear it, call the number 914-205-5555. All right? Brother Elishua, I want to say this about uh, – you know, when you say those Negroes, to me, this is just me talking. you talking the way you're talking. Allow me to be just as bold and African. This is how we do, okay? So those of you listening, I know how Sister Eliana said testosterone. We get a little strong on the show. I want you all to hear the love, though, okay? I love this. We just disagree on some things. That's all. We probably always disagree. It's okay. Where are you at on it? 
what are you gleaning from Elishua? He is saying some things that's very true. He's right. A lot of pastors do not want to hear us. True. But let me tell you why, I think. When they Google or YouTube Hebrew Israelites, because they hear us years in their turn, they see some folk that they don't want to have nothing to do with because of the craziness they see. So what happens is when we go off in there and we talk to them about people like Prophet Cherry, like Bishop Charles Mason, the creator, the, 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 the founder of Kojic, who originally taught this, now they're listening a little more. So we have to name sane people, people that was developed, people that was respected in all society. Then they can hear us. But LSU is right. It does look like they're just not listening. But LSU, where you and I defer is this. I don't think there's some Negroes that whatever, whatever. I think they're just brothers and sisters deceived by that same Catholic church you talk about. And they, are, they think Jesus was white and all of that. And we just got to put up with that lie, or at least I have to, for the weightier matter. Because they do have our people there. And our people are getting other truths from them that is really true. And plus, our brothers and sisters are there where we can reach them. But to walk away from all of that because they mistreated us or they treated us like we was demons and we knew we had the truth, I used to feel like you. I don't feel like that no more. Go ahead and finish, and then I want to hear from Purcell. I know you have something to say, and then we definitely have from Brother Kingwin on this. Okay. Uh, let me say this here. It has very little to do with it. So here's the thing. If you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different response, that's called insanity. If I have researched the church from its inception of what is considered the modern-day church all the way back to the 3rd century, 312 AD, with the Edict of Milan, and come all the way to the front, and I spent over two hundred, almost $200,000 in education, $50,000 a year to research and do research. And then I have studied churches from Cincinnati to L.A. to Pasadena to Miami to Washington, D.C. And I've studied all these churches, and I come up with the same common thing. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Because remember, I left an exodus before the whole Hebrew Israelite became an issue. You're talking to a person. See, this is my thing. They are not deceived. A lot of these priests are not deceived. They are deceived in thinking that money, power, prestige is their God. But they are not deceived on the truth. You're talking about intelligent, intellectual men and women who will sit down and go through the scriptures and break scriptures in order to prove their point. And you can show them in those same scriptures, and then all of a sudden they get a case of cognizant dissonance. Which means when you are presented with the truth, yet you still reject the truth to hold on to a lie. That is the modern day mentality of 90% of Christians. Now, I don't have a problem. Continue to meet in your meetings. Continue to go and hear the false doctrine. And the reason I don't have a problem because I've read the book. And I know that the book, what I just told you, what I just read you out of Timothy, and what's going to happen in the last days, it's real simple. The weeks are being separated from the tares. 
And you and nobody else can convince me to go and sit and utilize my time to stroke a man's ego, but he's too prideful and arrogant to change when he is faced with the truth. I am not talking about no one or two preachers, people. As a a blessing of the man who hosts the show, when he worked for American Airlines, I was able to travel to a many different cities in this country. And every time I went to a different city, the first place I was at on Sunday morning was in church. So you have to understand, I didn't sit the pews. I got engaged. I got involved in ministry. And then when I start seeing that these people were living a lie and teaching false doctrine, it didn't question me to, to, to start questioning one church. I had to look at the whole institution. Look right now that Brother John Clark, uh, he is right now, and maybe he has landed. He's, he's on his way back to Africa, and that's probably the reason why he's not on the show. If he did, it has landed, I'm sure he's probably jet-led because he had a 13-hour flight. But before he left, he called me, and he gave me a book. It's called White Too Long. He said, Brother Ellis, you please promise me you will take this weekend and read this book. It's important that you, of all people, read this book. Now, I'm thinking, okay, John is going to give me a book to read that's possibly going to refute some of the positions that I have and cause me to question them. This book is written by a person who's the head of a research group. He's a white gentleman from the South. Everything he has in the book did nothing and has done nothing but confirm what I've studied and what I've researched, that this entity called Christianity is the embodiment of white supremacy. And the people who pastor their churches, these present-day churches, have gotten their theology from this particular institution. So therefore, if you got wrong in, you cannot help but to have wrong out. I was thinking about Kenneth Copeland and while you were having the conversation and about profession. And I can never will forget the day how Kenneth Copeland took a scripture out of Hebrews and talking about our profession in Christ Jesus, that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, holding to that session. And I, and I remembered how Kenneth Copeland took that scripture and twisted it and made it an instrument to be used for prosperity. And I remember that literally there were many, many, I'm talking about to the tune of hundreds of scriptures, that these people were constantly misusing for the sake of gain. As a matter of fact, if you go to most churches right now, you see very few churches that are just doing teaching the word, teaching the truth. Somehow, at some point, it becomes about money. And that's why I can, what Creflo Dollar did, literally to put the church and the door upside down. It's like literally they like, okay, we got to have meetings. We gotta have to... Why should you have a meeting on the word of God when it clearly shows you right there that for you to ask me to give you tithing? And then say it's a seed, it's not a seed I sow, but a debt I owe, and I can show you the scriptures is wrong. Why do I need to have a meeting with somebody about that? Why can't we just can't obey the word? And the reason we can't obey the word because it's the thing that governs this whole nation. And anybody on this line to say that it has not had any effect upon you, you are a liar. There's no way you can live within America and live under the culture of America and not be touched by a spirit called greed. That's why we'd be a bigger church, but guess what? Like TDG, TDJ checks, and churches now are only being half full. And ain't no COVID mandate that's keeping people from coming to the churches. I'll say it again prophetically on this show, August of 15, 10.05 p.m. I guarantee you, in five, five years, 80% of the churches right now who have doors are going to be closed. Because he's separating the wheat and the tares. 
And when we talk about the ecclesia, the ecclesia is whenever we come together as a group of people and we're getting taught and teach the word of God. When the, the church that we talk about, the book of Acts that we use as a model, come on. Most of the time, the teaching and the preaching that went on went on in somebody's house, not at the synagogue. Okay. They didn't have church building. They had synagogue. And they only went to the synagogue on the Sabbath. And even Paul, what he said, what was his custom on every Sabbath, he was there what? Debating, talking, and trying to persuade them in the scriptures. Okay. Let me say this, Ella Shore, and I want to get feedback from everybody. Uh, that's Brother Kim, we haven't heard from you in a while, so we'll go to you next. But let me just say this really quickly. Um, this is what I think. And you tell me what you think, uh, Ella Shore. But I think, first of all, we ain't trying to tell you what to do. Your conviction sound like you don't need to be in nobody's church. Don't go. What I'm going to talk about tonight I am going to, this is me saying it, Ella, that person may come along and say, no, I'm talking to Ella Shua. Just you don't go. You can't go because you're of your conviction. But I'm just saying I feel the exact same way about the teaching that you feel. But when I look in Islam, I see the same thing. When I look at Hinduism, they split all kind of directions. I see a nucleus of people at churches that are really trying. When I go there, there are Seth's there, Purcell's there, Kenwin Casterberry, LSU is there. A lot of them are upset with what they're being taught. But here's what I don't want to happen. This is just me talking. I'm nobody, though. I mean, I am somebody in Christ, but really I'm just a little old guy that have a little blog. It don't mean nothing because I'm saying something. else. you could be right. Everybody listening on the sound of my voice, maybe you're to do what he's saying, or maybe you're to heed what he's saying. I suggest you do as far as the teaching. He's right. But if you take your physical body outside of the fellowship with other brothers and sisters. Now, if you say, Brother Seth, I have left the modern-day church, and I do fellowship with people. We are serious. We meet. We congregate. We are. Here's a word that's often missing when we have these little groups. We're not accountable. We're not accountable to each other. We just meet to talk to debate. I don't think that's the same. I think we got to be accountable to each other. In other words, where people can really grow. If you're doing that, brother, stay there. Don't go back to the modern-day church. I'll say it a thousand times. That's better. If you're meeting, not with your wife, you know, somebody's so common with you, that they're not going to tell you about your stuff, not in a loving way, but I'm talking about really accountable, and y'all studying the Word, and y'all fellowship, if you're doing that, I honestly think that's a step up above the modern-day church. I actually do. But when I see, that's what I called myself was going to do when I was out of the church for 10 years. It happened a little bit. But for the most part, I wasn't doing nothing on Sundays and Wednesdays or any other day of the week other than protesting out there. And that's all good. But we're not just in the flesh protesting about what the police are doing. There is teachings that need to go forth that I can't hear my inner spirit 
because of whatever, and I might need a teacher. I may need an apostle. I may need the work of it, you know, of this fivefold ministry or the other. So I hear Elishua. I just want to say this. He made the comment 90% of the Christians. I disagree. I don't think 90% of Christians are what he described at all. I disagree, vehemently disagree. I think it's just the opposite. I think 10% of people know better, and they're deceitful, and they're greedy, and a lot of times they're in position to lead, and they are giving the church a bad name. I do think 90% of the churches are led by women, but they can't help that. They just, the men ain't there, men ain't there, so they end up being an effeminate position on everything. And that's why the church don't have a lot of unction and power and you don't see them on the street because 90% of them are led by women. I do believe that. But to say that 90% of Christians are, are what he just described, I disagree with that. I didn't say I Christians. People. I said churches. I you said, said 90% I said of Christians. Okay, when you rewind I it, said churches. When you talk about okay, Christianity, I, I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. When I take it back so y'all know what I'm talking about, when I say Christianity, Know this and get it clear. I think the whole system is faulty. When I say Christians, I say that there are people who are in Christianity, but they are part of the body of Christ. They are the elect. But when you talk about Christianity, oh, I don't want, I, I, I'm not saying that. I tell everybody, the whole system is faulty. Well, because let me say it was this. built on a faulty foundation. I got, I got you. All, all I'm saying is this, and then I want to hear from, uh, then, I, then I'll switch it over. I don't want to talk too long. All I'm saying is this. It just sounds like to me, this is just me, and I'm actually going to let you comment, but I ask, I beg you, please don't make it no more than a minute, because we got to wrap up. This is the end of the show, and I have to be cutting now. But it sounds like an a, a unresolved issue with the church. That's why I say, you don't need to go. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but just if you say advice, you don't need to go. You don't need to go nowhere near a church. But those listening... That say I identify with that brother saying about the teachings. You, that's good. That means you see some things. But I just the Bible tells us not to forsake the assembling of yourself with other brothers. That's all I'm saying. You don't want to go to the established Sunday, Wednesday. I follow you. I'm with you a hundred percent. But when I see people like myself that was out of church for ten years, the enemy nearly destroyed me. And even some of my parents say, well, you should have just fellowship with other brothers and not go back. Probably so. If you're going to go do that and you're going to do better than me and you're going to go in fellowship and be accountable to people, I'm not talking about just your wife and people that's so close to you they won't ever tell you about yourself, then, then do it. That's better. I think that's why we have such a, a low membership in church. That's what the Father is doing a lot of places. But I can't say all these fellowships, and 90% of them is not being teaching. These pastors, a lot of them work their jobs, and they ain't trying to do no greedy nothing because they ain't got no money. Church to church I go to right now, I feel sorry for this pastor. Everything he do is out of his pocket. He ain't on no greed. He ain't on no greed. He ain't pushing no tithing, no mandatory. A lot of people don't push mandatory tithing. And what happens, we let these, we let these people on, on, on TV Dictate to us the church, and there's these little small everyday storefront churches. They ain't on none of that. They ain't on none of that. And if you, if nothing else, go there, brothers and sisters. If you have a problem with what LSU is saying, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, it's these humongous churches because they have so much uh, invested material-wise, wealth-wise. So uh, 
I want to go to if Brother L. Show want to jump in for no more than a minute, he can. Otherwise, I want to see what Brother Ken when they say nothing. Then Brother Purcell, please. Okay, Seth, before you go to Brother Kenwood, I do have 30 seconds. I want to say just one point. I am a man of ration and reason. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Like Paul said, I pray in tongues probably more than all of you. But this is the reality. The Christian church consists of 2.8 billion people. There are 7 billion people on the planet. So if a third of the people on the planet are Christians, and what they're living is belief, and what, they, what they're living and believing is true. Can somebody explain to me why we live in the most wicked existence in the history of mankind? If they're supposed to be a light and darkness, why is the world so dark? If these people have the words of light, Christ said, my words are spirit and they are light. I've given you exceedingly above, I can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. I've given you power above serpents upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So if we're talking about such a powerful entity, why come the most effect that it has not happened in lightening the world, but it has made the world subject to white supremacy? I'm done. Well, I'm going to go to uh, Purcell on that. And uh, Purcell, can you uh, actually? No, you said Brother Kenwood. Please, Brother Casselberry said, let him speak. Hold on, let me. He has hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay, on. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Go ahead. My bad, go ahead. Uh, uh, just out of respect for you, though, we'll go to Brother Kenwood. But let me do that next time. Go ahead, Brother Kenwood. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, my two cents to putting in on this heavy, heavy topic is that uh, it's these church houses, uh, I believe, and, well, camps too. I'm a uh, synagogue, mosques, uh, something is very, very wrong, just like what LSU is saying. We're living in a very wicked time period of this earth, and it's prophesied to get even more wickeder. Uh, but when I turn to my holy book, the Bible, um, prophecies of the future there, uh, like uh, – <clears throat> Christ coming back in the day of the Lord, healing people, right? Uh, and, there's, and amongst those people, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of wickedness, right? And we already got our minds up. Okay, that's why he killed them because they were bad. But then the Bible kind of sheds a light on people who's worshiping and dying, right? They're worshiping uh, the way that they thought was right, and Christ was killing them. One brother said, Lord, Lord, I've done cast out demons in your name. I didn't did all these things, you know. And, and then uh, uh, Christ was like, I, I never knew you, right? Definitely. So, yes, if you go to the wrong institution to pray uh, and worship, uh, and the message that that pastor gives is very important, that if he's not right, the blind will lead the other blind into a ditch with him, right? And that's the message that the Bible's uh kind of was uh, getting to, that we really need to discern, learn how to discern, right? Learn right from wrong. And, uh, you know, and that message, from, there's a lot of pastors, according to the Bible, in these last days, there's going to be false prophets everywhere. Now, everybody ain't good. All these buildings that people go to, some, some, hey, the message ain't right, man, because a lot of people, two-thirds of us, 
are going to go down, along with church folks, right? So a uh, lot's not right, and we really need to probably learn what is sin. Uh, that can be 101 of, 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 of discernment and learning these uh, church. That's my opinion, and I'm just going to close right there and pass the money. Okay, before I go to Purcell, I just want to comment on something you're saying, because each time somebody says something, we all can comment on what they say before we go to the next one. Now, uh, and that means somebody comment, somebody can comment on, like Ella Shue can comment on what I'm about to say. It's okay because I'm not going straight to Purcell. So I just want to say this. Brother Kenwood, I just want the record, just for the record, I'm not understanding what you, you keep talking about Christ coming back and killing people. You just sound very, very, very awkward. I don't understand it. But it's now, the truth. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And watch laughing, Ella Shure, because it makes it like it's, we're a joke or something. And I know you don't mean no, that. No, 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 no. I'm not I know you I don't mean that. I know, I know, I know. I'm not confused. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm confused. I'm not confused. I'm confused. I heard you, Ella Shure. I heard you. I heard you. Right. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm not gonna tell you right now. I'm confused. I'm okay. confused. Hold on, uh, you okay, you believe what I believe, right? As far as on, the day of the Lord. Hold on, yes, I do. Yes, I do very much so. Listen, here's I mean, what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Hear me out. Hear me out. Not now, because we got to be very careful at the end of the show to not open up a barrel of worms, because we kind of close to make it be a good cliffhanger for Thursday. But here's my thing when you start talking about God killing people. If we're in Christ, Uh-oh. hear me out. Okay. If we're in okay. Christ where sin don't even exist and where sin does exist, it's in our members, it's in our flesh, which we are commanded to keep under to exercise authority over. I'm having a hard time to understand why would the Father pull us back out of Christ when he put us in Christ and made us righteous and sealed us. The Bible talks about how we are sealed in, in this Holy Ghost, in the Spirit, in Christ. Say we're not under the law. We, we are to obey laws with our members on the earth mainly for a witness, and so it won't block our conscience from receiving what we have inherited in the Spirit. Then you come along and talking about, you know, that's, it's just not real clear, man. And I'm not, it actually is clear to me. I'm going to quit playing faking. It is clear to me there is no condemnation for them that are in Christ. That's what's clear to me. Now, Judgment, judgment on the earth in the flesh, I can talk about that. I think there's a certain amount of judgment that do come to preachers and so forth that know better, and this have, especially if, if they're not even in Christ and they're deceiving people, they're not even born again. I can see that judgment coming. For those that are in Christ, though, truly, truly in Christ, I don't see that, brother. And I see those same people, I'm one of them, that's flipping and, and tripping and having issues, and I still believe when I stand before the Most High Yah, I stand blameless. So I just want to say that uh, in your defense, if you want to say something, fine, but I just want to say I'm not with that 
God coming back, killing the saints and all this stuff. It just don't sound right. Either we in Christ, blameless, or we out of Christ, which means we all in trouble. I know two-thirds. How about 100%? So I want to go to prison, but I don't want to shut you out. If If you got a quick little rebuttal. A quick little response me, when I said, go ahead. For, for, for my opinion on what was heard, and uh, it seems like I'm talking about Christ, the day of the Lord, it offended you or something. I, or I talk about no, the day of the Lord no, a lot just, or what. I don't, no, 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 I don't no, get it because everything I said, it's scriptural. It really is. It really is in the book. There really is going to be really, somebody saying, really, Lord, Lord, I didn't cast out these. There really is. Right, right. But what I'm saying is this. Are they in Christ? Or were they one of those that went down to the altar? Hold me, hear me out, and grabbed the preacher's hand, didn't have a conversion like LSU was saying some, some shows back. A lot of Hebrew Israelites is not really born again, but they jump on this new Hebrew Israelite train. You know, there's a, we don't know who's really born again. This is something the Father knows. Perhaps it's those people, and perhaps... You know they was they you know they was casting out. They said that, but how do we know what that meant? Does that mean that they really genuinely was casting out devils? We don't know that. We don't know that devils were screaming saying, "I'm coming out." We don't know that. We just know that that's what they said. So I know about the day of the Lord. I'm not I'm not running from a topic. I'm not running from that event. But I do know one thing. There is a lot of scriptures that talk about those that are in Christ is hid. H-I-D. And what's hid is hid. So we can't open up this barrel of worms. Probably I shouldn't have said what I said. We can do make it a cliffhanger and bring it up on Thursday. I'm not running away from the day of the Lord. Not at all. Not at all. I'm not running away from the Father Christ saying, I don't know you. I'm not running away from nothing you got, just so you know. But I just have a hard time thinking God's going to come back and saints are going to be killed just killing saints. Those are the in Christ. He killed them. Then if we gonna, if they not gonna make it, I, I don't get it. Nobody can make it. Then forget it. Whole church, Bible, everything. Forget the whole thing. I don't get it. I don't think he ever said. I don't think he ever said saints were gonna be killed. I think you assumed that's yes, what he, he did. Was saying because yes, he, he made did. The no, no. Hold what, on. He said, what he said about the comment. What he said was that in my day, there should be many come unto me in that day and should say, Did we not cast out uh, devils in your name and done many works? And he said, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. And he said that it's going to be killing. And the day of the Lord is a day of vengeance. It's just exactly what the scripture is. And the Bible clearly says this, that if we cast our demons, we cast them out by the power of the Holy Spirit. What you're teaching, preaching, Seth, which is definitely a whole different show, is one saved, always saved. And I don't see that in the Bible. That's why the Bible says to contend for the faith. It says hold on. It says to endure. And then in Revelation, it says these are they who have a right to the tree of life, those who, have the, who, who keep the commandments and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And that's why it's such a big issue right now, this issue of, te- of commandments, because we have people telling believers because you're born again, you don't have to keep the commandments. You can almost live any okay. kind of way because you were saved, you were secure in Christ, and right. your conduct and what you do don't mean a darn thing. Right. Well, LSU, hold on. Let's go to him. I appreciate you saying that, but y'all, again, we're closing out. Uh, and, and what you said is well taken. Everybody heard you. Brother Kenwin, were you saying some saints going to be killed too? I was just quoting the scripture in the Bible, and I was talking about there is a lot of churches 
out there, but clearly the scriptures was indicating the blind leading the blind. And so that means there's a leadership and a follower position that is going to be in big trouble come the day of the Lord. That's what I'm, let me ask you, all let I'm me saying. Ask you point, let me ask you a pointed question. Let me ask you a pointed question. Let me ask you a pointed question. We've got to go to Purcell. Let me go to ask you a pointed question. I keep hearing some. Ella, sure. We got noise. You got noise. Okay. Actually, Ella, sure, I apologize. That's not you. That's my echo and phone. So I apologize. Let me say this as we wrap up tonight's show. Again, brothers and sisters, please know this. Well, let me just back up. Brother Kenwin, I want to ask you a pointed question. Wrap it up. Is folks born again, genuinely salvaged, saved, his, going to be killed, you think? Okay, what I think, uh, I think there's going to be saints being killed in the street. Uh, I spoke that in the scriptures, but I know you've been talking about specifically the day of the Lord. Uh, uh, on the day of the Lord, the saints uh, hold on, are scattered. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That... Hold on a second. Hold on okay. a second. Hold on a second. This is a very easy question. Maybe I ain't making it easy enough. Well, Brother I mean, King, I'm a student. Go... I don't know. Let, let me just pass. Hold on. I don't know, man. I don't... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. But you said a lot. You must have said this on this show about 13 times. Don't Ellisure just try to, he did what he did, but I want to hear from you. If you believe it, listen, you may be right. Maybe the Father is trying to get that over to us and we don't know. I'm very, 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 very serious. I don't know, believe it, but it don't mean that you're not right. Brother, I'm not the authority here. So stand your ground. That's what I do. Do you believe the Most High is going to kill saints that are truly born again? They're in Christ. They trust the Father for their redemption, for their salvation, but they got into hold of some sin. They're doing some things that ain't right. The Father comes. I mean, do you think he's going to kill them? Brother, no, man. I don't think he's going to kill the Israelites that, that believe the law. I'm not talking about the Israelites necessarily. I'm well, I, I believe that's the saints. I, well, I don't know, man. Hey, I just, just, hey, I'm good, man. No, 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 I just good. really listen. wanted to just listen today, really. I didn't I want to. Oh, you're I good. Got, listen, listen. I believe the saints are Israelites, you. man. That's what I believe. I got you. I got you. Everybody hear you. You're fine. Brother Kenway, you got to understand something about Brother Seth and Brother Elton. We come hard. We stand on what we believe. We, if we disagree, we are disagree for each other for the next five years. That's just how we are. You've got to stand your ground. If you're not comfortable with it, say what you said, and you've done, this over, oh, you've done this also very well. You say, I don't know. That is beautiful words. A lot of people, you, you gain all types of listeners when you say that. People like hearing us say, I don't know. It makes us look like we're humble. And if you are humble when you do that. So if you don't know, say it. That gives you points. Believe me, sometimes people want to hear that more than they hear us give answers because they feel like we really don't know in the first place. Uh, Brother Purcell Porsche, you've been quiet for a while. You've heard a whole lot. Please comment, and then I'm going to go around robbing after Purcell, and I want everybody to take no more than 30 seconds of saying your final. I said what I said earlier. 
You cannot hang your hat or put all your confidence in man. I'm not going to blame these jack-led preachers. I'm not going to blame them entirely because we have a reason. When we got saved, one of the first scriptures that whoever you talk to that led you to Christ or pointed you in the direction of Christ, one of the first things they said to you was the scripture that said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Okay? We have a responsibility to this gospel. We have a responsibility to ourselves as believers to get in the word for yourself. You got to learn how to go for yourself. It's, this thing is, this is what I realized in all my days, in all my years of um, walking with the Lord. This thing, bro, is personal. It's personal. If we keep sitting around at the dinner table talking about what so-and-so said and how he's misled all these people, and, but we might as well roll over and die. For real. We might as well just roll over and die. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. You have a responsibility to yourself. <laughs> to learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Now, they have some, they have some a great responsibility. The, the leadership has a great responsibility, but God is going to deal with them. God is going to deal with them. It's your responsibility to get in this word for yourself. It's your responsibility to deposit some, some, some life. The Bible says he that has the son has life. He that does not have the son has not life. Man, this script, this word is simple and plain. It really is. We just don't believe it. One of the other issues, what makes it really difficult for us to um, walk in the authority that we've been given is because we don't know who we are. We have not accepted who we are in the body of Christ. We're too, we too mealy-mouthed. We're too easily offended. We're too uh, shifty, man. The saints, the saints are the believers in Christ Jesus. Period. Those are the saints. Not not Saint uh, Saint Andrew and Saint No. They made the snow. The saints are those who follow Christ. 
saying, I heard earlier, we need to uh, recognize the definition of sin. Sin simply means separate from God. Separation from God. That's what sin is. It's that, it really is that simple. So we got to get off of this horse where we constantly blaming. And believe you me, I'm, look, bruh, I vehemently, I, I, bruh, I got so much disdain for the Jack Lane preachers. All these preachers that run around sleeping with the, the members, they uh, preaching this false doctrine, like Elishua said. Bro, my dis- I got so much disdain for that. Bro, I could punch him in the face if I, when I saw him. It's that serious for me. Because you got people's lives hanging in the balance. But the problem is, the, the ones that I feel for, I'm, I'm going to say this, the ones that I feel for are the new Christians, new believers, because they're like dumb sheep. They're just taking, taking what you give them. And they're just trusting that you really have their best interest in mind. And you're really concerned about their souls. When in, fact, when in fact, in many cases, you praying on their uh, on their uh, ignorance. So for them, I stand in the gap, absolutely. But these these Christians that's been saved or saints or believers, whatever you want to call yourself, that's been saved for ten. 20, 30 years, and you still being deceived by the man of God, that so-called preaching the word of God, and you don't know what he's saying to you, your spirit of discernment ain't been sharpened in all the years that you've been saved. Something wrong with that picture, man. That's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to sharpen the tools. It's your responsibility to learn this gospel. It's your responsibility to learn of, of Christ. The Bible said, let this mind, that's why the scriptures uh, say um, the way it says it. It says, let, first word in that, in that, in that scripture, says, let. Let, I love, I love the word of God because it's so plain. It's so plain. He knew that you were going to buck against the mindset. He knew you were going to buck against it. So he said, you got to let this mind, you got to let the mind be in you. You got to invite, you got to invite the mind of Christ into your mind. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. How are we going to let this mind, if we don't understand this mind, if we don't get to know who he is? 
man, we letting people off easy, man. You got to put some work in. You got to put some work in. It ain't no different than you going to the bank. If you ain't made no deposit in a month, then you can't go make no withdrawal. Stop playing, people of God. Yeah. Yes. Come on, man. You got to put some work in, man. We got to put some work in. We got to. We got to be responsible for the for the word for this this thing called salvation. You have a responsibility. I think I heard Elder Stewart uh, refer to the scripture that said, "Work out your own uh, salvation." With fear and trembling. Work. Work out. Work out. Work. You got to put the work in, man. You can't just sit in the pews. You can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. Because then you're well, right yeah. for the picking of the enemy. Well, let me say this, Purcell, oh, and I... Uh, I'm going to let that be your last because uh, you went a while. And just out of fairness to everybody else, I'm going to go ahead and ask for the final comment from, uh, uh, yeah, Purcell. Purcell, just notice, appreciate your contribution tonight, man. I really appreciate that, okay? we got to wrap up, all right? Absolutely. All right. Brother Kenwin, go ahead and give you a final, and then LSU, please. And we're going to wrap this show, y'all. We're way over. We don't do three-hour shows no more. So hopefully everybody understands why we went over. It's pretty uh, detailed. Brother Elishore uh, brought up, we talked about several things, words, negative, positive concept, uh, just a little bit of everything. Again, this current con- this is current events, folks. Those of you tune into the archives, uh, again, hopefully you're being blessed by what you're hearing. Those of you on the phone lines live, I know you are. And those in the chat room, again, thank you for uh, stopping by. Okay? So, Brother Kenwin, again, brother, you're welcome on the show. We always enjoy what you have to say. And I like, the only thing I would say to you is just know that there's a lot of people, you'd be shocked. Sometimes I wish people would press one and come on a little bit more and, and share just how much they agree with you. You have a lot of people, I'm sure, that agree with you. So just know that wherever you're at, and a lot of times you will be right or you will have more insight than we have on matters. Just please know that. It don't mean because we're older, okay? It don't mean anything in the kingdom because you're older. It don't have to do with age. But uh, uh, go ahead and get your final, please. Yes, yes. Uh, like always, Jeff, um, I enjoy your show. Been enjoying the show for a while. Uh, I like these deep su- subjects. But... Um, well, I I don't want to be the person that stop, starts an uproar, you know, on scriptures. I I, I guess in part of me wants to, I, I, I you know, I really like you guys, man. <laughs> I'm a truck driver and I'm listening on podcasts, right? And I have grown over the time of, okay, on the time of, of being on this show, I kind of kind of like y'all, man. And I really get passionate with when you're, when you're talking to somebody that you, you know, you kind of like, you know, other than a stranger, you'll just walk away, right? But when you kind of like the person you're kidding up, man, give it all you got to see see it your way, you know. And uh, and, and I guess that's what it is. But I don't want that to be a, 
you know, where everybody get upset with me, man. I I really that's not that's not what I was uh, all about. But I I appreciate uh, you having me on the show, man. And uh, thank you. Uh, right. Just notice, notice, brother, you're the youngest of us, and so it really means a lot. Whatever you have to say, if you disagree, I'm listening to it just as much as I'm listening to Ella Shore. It's just very important. Whatever you have to share, just know that first of all, okay. Second of all, all right. It's very important. Whatever you have to contribute, you say it with boldness and say, "Hey, I'm just not with y'all." And I think uh, brother says that's a deceptive spirit you listen to. I think it's the enemy talking to you. I really do. I mean, you know, I love you, brother, but I think what you listen to is spirit of confusion. You need to come at me just like that. Guess what? Because you might be right. It don't mean nothing because we older. Are we quoting it? Are we quoting the Hebrew? Or do we, it don't matter what our past is. It don't matter if I say I've been studying the Bible 40 years. It don't matter. You heard Ella Show talking about these people in these churches that is, 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 is giving us grief. And they've been, these are leaders. So the truth don't care whose head it jumps in. It's just going to jump in whose head ever applies himself. And just know that, man, I stand boldly. I'll go up against anybody. I'll go up against King David himself. I'm going to say it again. I'll go, I would talk to Moses without my head down. Bible says John the Baptist was the greatest of everybody in that other covenant. But anybody in this new covenant, he said we're greater. It don't mean I think I'm better than them, but I'm not taking the backseat to anybody once I feel the Holy Spirit is sharing with me. You shouldn't either. Ella Shore, wrapping up, please. Ella Shore? Delay, delay, delay. I'm going to go ahead and get my final. I don't know what's going to happen to Ella Shore, but I'm going to get my final, brothers and sisters. Again, tonight, I hope you all listen to everybody. Just because we disagree, it don't mean anything. Folks, would you expect us to agree like we're twins or something? We, we live in different lives. We're different ages. We went to different, have different backgrounds. Some of us are obedient in certain areas and others. You expect us to agree? Come on, brothers and sisters. Disagreement is healthy so long as you respect each other. So long as the respect is there and the patient with each other is there, I welcome disagreement because guess what? Truly, I know we disagree anyway. So I don't always have to have agreement. I, I, I can't walk with you unless there's agreement. So we got to have some agreement as we can't even have a blog. But just know the disagreement is healthy, and I don't apologize for it. Hopefully you learn something from it. One more time, Brother Ella Shore. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, and I'll close brother. out with these 60 seconds thing. Okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead, brother. Just, okay, I'll say this. I'll close out with these 60 seconds. Um, everyone on this line, if you knew my background, if you knew my history, you would understand why I attack a certain things, especially when it comes to the church and how it's become so rigid, and that rigidness has concluded in many people leaving the church and many people of this present generation not wanting to be a part of the church. I make a distinction between the church and Christianity. The church is the ecclesia. It is the gathering of those who are in the kingdom of the Most High. 
And at whatever we point and whatever instructions we get from that, that's what we see the fivefold ministry in action. I agree with everything that Brother Purcell said. And I keep saying that because I've always felt that it has to be your responsibility. It says those, it says the children of Berea are not those at Thessalonica and that they search the scriptures daily to see if the things that the apostles were teaching were so. That's every believer's responsibility and obligation, every one. And so I would just say in that regard, and it's like in just understand that what we're trying to do is bring a greater understanding so we can better equip to do the will of the Most High, to answer the question for a generation that is full-fledged, full-speed, mega-car speed on the way to hell. We live in perilous times. And I, I'm, my whole intent for everyone, I love each and every person on this show. Uh, Brother Linwood, I actually looked on the title today, and I realized how to pronounce your first name correctly. <laughs> and I've been wanting to do that for a minute, but I have not always just heard it correct. And I appreciate you, brother. When you first come on, I just thought maybe you were an Israelite, you know, kind of like on the spy thing. Let's see what these brothers are talking about. But I see the genuineness of your spirit, and my, bears, my spirit bears witness with the spirit of Almighty God that is inside of you. Uh, brother Purcell, I know how it feels about them. And I would just say people with everything, and all you're getting, and all you're getting, whether you are listening to teachers in camps from Hebrew Israelites or you listening from preachers in churches, it is very important that in all you're getting, in consistency with the word of God, rightly dividing the word of God, that in all you're getting, you get understanding. Y'all have a blessed week. Hope to speak with y'all later on in the week. God bless you. God bless you too. Well, brothers and All sisters, right. I want to thank you, uh, everyone. Um, Brother Kenwin, Brother uh, Pastor Purcell, I mean, <laughs> Pastor, uh, Purcell Porsche out of Cincinnati, Brother Kenwin out of Tyler, Brother LSU out of Fort Worth. I really thank you all tonight. I thought tonight was meaty. This is what you call a meaty show. We attacked a lot of lies that the kingdom has put out there, that the kingdom of darkness has put out there. And I thank you, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and mute your line. Everybody good? Everybody okay? Brother Kenwin, you good with what you've heard tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, shalom, shalom. Absolutely, well, Shalom, Shalom, Shalom. Yes, yes, yes. And I want y'all to know I love you, brothers. And we're going to go out with a bang. This music, Purcell, just, again, know we appreciate your contributions tonight. I thought you spoke well as well. Uh, y'all, just this last song, I want y'all to really think about it. I always try to put a lot of the person last song. This is really our intention for doing this whole show and living the lives we live. This is what it's all about right here, brothers and sisters. Again, I love every single one of you. And there is nothing you can do about it. That means all ethnic groups, I'm not playing. I love every single one of y'all. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Uh, Folks, Thursday, Thursday is our next show. And, of course, Sunday we have a show as well. We'll see you on Thursday. Here is Dietrich Haddon. Check this out. Just wanna make it in. Oh, I just wanna cross that river. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.